0: Stream the show on demand at catchycanradio.com Hello, 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 and welcome to the First City Forum, brought to you by Providence Properties in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. I am your host, the one and only Joe Williams, and it is Friday, ladies and gentlemen, which means we're on with Steve Carmen for Mystery Fridays. How's it going, Steve? Hey,
1: it's going great, Joe. Thank you.
0: Steve, there's a little bit of background noise there. I don't know if you can hear me, but I, I'm getting a little bit of something from you there. Um, so for those just tuning in for the first time this Friday, Steve Carmen is a private investigator based out of Indianapolis. And Steve calls in every Friday and he gives us three stories from his career in private investigating. Um, and then he ends with a safety tip. Steve, what do you have for us t- for us today? And is there any way to cut that background noise?
1: There is, Joe. I'm going to get to a better spot here in about five seconds. Let me go ahead and jump in to tell your listeners a couple it. things. I had two great questions this week. Who are the smartest celebrities you've dealt with? Who are the dumb celebrities? I'm actually quoting the, the emailer. First of all, two of the smartest, or actually one of the smartest was Gene Simmons. He's oh. all well played, always in control, never out of. And, uh, and a complete gentleman, not likely to be trapped. Uh, I, You know, I don't judge people's personalities, certainly their uh, intelligence, Joe. But I would say anyone that's uh, drinking, drugged up, not in control, would certainly be the, the Thomas, because they, they, they could be used. And yes, I've worked for celebrities like that on several different occasions. Sure have.
0: Now, for those just tuning Hello. in, uh, Steve Carmen is a private investigator. He's he's worked as uh, as personal security for various celebrities. He's worked uh, for the for the nation's White House as par- as a part of the Secret Service, um, and he's right now the uh, the uh, the president of the, uh, the of the Homeland Security of America.
1: That's right, Joe, Homeland Security uh, Foundation. It's a uh, foundation does some different stuff, both public and private. And we just you know, look to uh, help the nation's security, different projects, both uh, with a public face and a private face, too.
0: Amazing. So Steve has uh, has a long pedigree of uh, of of stories, as you can imagine. And he calls in every Friday and he gives us three of those stories. And then he ends with a safety tip to keep us away from the, the nefarious uh, scoundrels of the world. Steve, what do you have for us?
1: Joe, I've got a really hot one again. It's a slightly different twist than what I've told your listeners in the past. But th- this week was a very high-profile case where... A lady got a call on her caller ID from her parents' phone number, and it said from mom and dad. Joe, most people are going to accept that call, and that's just sort of the way it goes. Well, this person did go ahead and accept the call. When they did, it was a lady screaming and crying in the background, two gentlemen saying that they were the police, and they arrested her mother, and Joe, she was going to jail, for 20 years right now, they had made that determination unless bail money was posted. Well, Joe, let me tell your listeners that police don't decide the penalty, right? That's what a judge in a court do. And the police won't accept that bail money. That all goes through a court, right? Well, they got this poor lady so wrapped around Joe crying and upset, hearing her mother screaming and crying. Of course, that's not her mom, Joe. And she gathers all these thousands of dollars together. Someone overhears us, calls the real police to come check on her because she's so distraught. Joe, the state trooper arrives. Guess who calls? The fake police. Mm -hmm. Drive this two hours. We're waiting on you. Hey, wait a second, state trooper says. Give me that phone. So they get on there. What do they do, Joe? The imitators tell the state trooper... We're going to arrest you, too, for interfering. (laughs) But Joe, the cop, yeah, the cops don't scare that easy, my friend. We all know that, right? So he starts asking him some questions that a cop would know, certain things, certain radio numbers. And these two jokers, Joe, were not answers. Now, normally, this would just be a scam. It could be an overseas scam. You may never catch him. But in this case, there's actually a couple leads, and they're working on that case today. And I think there could be an arrest in this. So I'm going to tell you listeners again, Joe, I know we've covered it, but just because you see a name and number on your caller ID is no guarantee that's who it is. I can call anyone, Joe, put down Joe Williams, and put down the radio station phone number, and I could come across as you if they do not know the difference in our voices.
0: Now, you would think that once the troopers get involved and the, and the criminals know they're now talking to a police officer, they'd just give up the uh, gig and move on to someone else.
1: You would think so, Joe, but these guys are pretty full of themselves, probably had some su- uh, success in the past. The smart thing to do would have just been to hang out, but not these guys. I have a hunch of there will be an arrest in this case
0: very interesting so for those just tuning in we're on the line with Steve Carmen Steve Carmen is a is a private investigator based out of Indianapolis though his over 30 years in private investigating has taken him all over the world he's worked as private private security for various various celebrities he's worked for the White House as a part of the Secret Service he's the president of the Homeland Security Foundation and he calls in every Friday and he gives us three stories from his career and he ends with a safety tip we've got the story number one one about a not-so-smart criminal trying to arrest a, a police officer. <laughs> uh, what do you have for us next, Steve?
1: Joe, this next one applies to anybody and everybody, and did apply to me at a younger age, and I'll tell you exactly how I felt, how your listeners will, will feel, but uh, about two or three weeks ago, there's a case in Philadelphia on a subway where a woman was sexually attacked. Oh. This subway car full of passengers, Joe. Oh, my God. And that attack went on and on and on and on. Wait, 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 wait Steve. See, wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, 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 Steve. So the, the subway car is full of people. Everyone's witnessing this, this, this person being attacked and no one's doing anything?
1: That's exactly right, Joe. It's all out there in the news and that don't secrets. Oh. No one does anything. No one stands up. No one says quit, Joe. No one even dials the phone. Oh. And what's worse, some take out their cell phone and record the oh, attack. Oh, come on. It's all out there, Joe. I hate to say that, it made me sick when I heard that. Made oh. me sick. So now, of course, now that they've filmed it, now they, of course, want to have film of the attacker. So, of course, they're looking for this person. They've got some great leads. Now that he say he had a gun or a knife, he could have, Joe, I don't know, it wasn't there. Clearly, he had scared people off for some reason. Now, some of your listeners may be old enough. Some may not be. There was a case in the 60s called the Kitty Genovese murder. Uh It's in New York York City. It's in a courtyard. One of those weird things would have sort of skyscrapers, you know, open windows in the summer. So the lady went in there at night, Joe, was attacked, was molested, assaulted, however you want to say it. And was stabbed to death. Oh, that's the place, it's all in the news, you can go back and Google it, too. But this went on for minutes and minutes and minutes. So, so finally, these detectives arrive. Kenny Genovese's dead. Not much she can do to help. They do eventually catch the person that killed her, but of course she's dead. It's not a whole lot of good, right? <clears throat> so they estimated that four to 500 people had their windows open back then in the 60s in New York City. Not a one called the police. You know. not one. Wow. No one could have screamed. I'm sorry.
0: Now, what do you think that is? Is it? Is it like? Is it fearfulness? Is it? Is it? Uh, you know, the, the whole culture of mind your own business. Like, what? What? What, what makes you, what, what? do you think makes a person witness something so horrific and do nothing about it?
1: I think it's a combination of things. One, it was in New York City. I love New York. Is have friends there. But they can be a little, uh, hey, you know, that's your business, not mine. Mm-hmm. Part of it too was it's a big place there. Uh, automatically assuming somebody else is going to call. Mm. Sometimes that that's never the case at all.
0: That makes sense. No one wants to be the uh, one who who kind of steps out. I, I had a, uh, something like that similar uh, happen to me recently. No one was uh, was uh, was assaulted or anything, but I was at the airport. I was at the Phoenix airport and I was uh, on, you know, those, uh, those moving walkways. They're sort of like escalators, but they're flat. So normally if I'm on the, on the moving walkway, I would just have my uh, back and I'll just walk. But this time I decided to uh, stand there, Steve, and I was standing behind a woman um who you know she seemed like maybe she was a little tired uh, maybe she'd been traveling for a long time I had personally been traveling for about seven eight hours at that point so I was I, I felt her, uh, her, uh, her, her 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 pain there. So as I'm standing there, I notice the woman's uh, condition sort of starts to de- starts to degrade. She's leaning a little heav- a, a bit more heavily onto her uh, bag. And then all of a sudden, Steve, she falls. She falls down and, oh, and then God. she starts to hyperventilate and then she starts to fold in on herself and stretch out uh, uh, almost like she just can't breathe. And, and she's having some sort of attack. So I go up to her. I, I take the mask off of her face so that she can get some air. Because you can see that the that the mask is is um, is, is is protruding off of her face with how heavily she's uh, breathing, and it was just very intense. So uh, people are starting to gather around her. Um, now, mind you, we're on the moving walkway and we're reaching the 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 end. And her hair is pretty long, Steve. So I am worried that this is uh, that the moving walkway is going to grind her hair up and scalp her. And so it's this whole crazy experience. And um, eventually, someone stops the moving walkway literally just as her hair is starting to meet the uh, the the end. A.K.A. the grinder, as I call it, oh and my. and they stop it literally in a nick of time, not even one second to spare, and um, and everyone's kind of gathering uh, gathering around her, and, and someone's screaming out, "Call 911!" and no one's doing it. So I immediately pull out my phone and I call 911, um, and I just noticed that no one was going to do it, no one was going to call 911, and I had to be that person to uh, do it. And uh, eventually, uh, someone came came. Over, they started to, to to work on her. She wasn't breathing, Steve. Um, it, but eventually, they found a uh, pulse, and that's when I I, I I moved on and I went to my to my gate. And once they found the uh, pulse, I said, "Okay, someone someone else who is more experienced has has got this." But it made me think maybe I should start taking CPR classes or something like that because I had no idea what to do in that situation. I, you know, the, the best I could do for her was to take her mask off because I didn't want to uh, to do CPR or anything. As uh, You don't want to be the one to hurt someone. But also, uh, yeah. you, you know what I mean? So it's sort of like a helpless situation.
1: It is, Joe. And a lot of your listeners may think, hey, I'm not the one. I'm not that tough. I don't, you know, enough. Right. And I've always told you, listen, I'm never the toughest guy in the room, to be very honest with you. But does not really take a tough guy just to pick up the phone and start to call the police? It doesn't take a tough guy just to scream and say, hey, look, don't hurt that kid? Don't hurt that person? <clears> that doesn't take a tough guy at all. And in those type of situations, Joe, if you're loud and draw attention, most of the time those criminals will start to back off because they do not like that.
0: Man, Steve, give me one quick second. I have to do a quick shout out. Uh, so, Steve, we're running a contest at the station here, and you can win a trip for two to Puerto Vallarta. And uh, and the way you win this contest, there are several businesses involved, and you just go to the business, ask them what's going on with the radio contest, and they will give you all the info. And now this uh, contest moves to a different business each week, and this week it is at the Creek Street Cabaret. Uh, Creek Street Cabaret. It'll be there until Monday, so you drop by. The Creature Cabaret uh, Chef Mike Quick Has some frog legs He's got the gator bites He's got the Um the uh, carne asada, uh, sc- uh, skirt steaks, uh, skirt steak tacos—all the really good stuff—and then he also has my open mic every Sunday from six until nine. So the Creature Cabaret this week uh, until Monday. Please stop by there and win a trip for two potentially to Puerto Vallarta. Uh, all right, Steve. Now for those just tuning in, we are we are on the line with Steve Carmen. Steve Carmen is a private investigator based out of Indianapolis. Uh, he's been in private private investigating for over 30 years and his career has taken him all over the world he's worked as uh, private security for various celebrities little wayne kid rock all kinds of cool people he's worked um, in the nation's white house as a part of the secret service he is currently the president of the homeland security foundation of america Uh, steve carmen is a really cool great guy he has really cool great stories and he comes on every friday and he shares three of those stories and he ends with a safety tip we've gotten two stories so far steve what is story number three
1: Joe, story number three is definitely an interesting one. There's a gentleman going around, of course, more than why this all the states. but saying that he is white, Joe. He is stranded. He is homeless. He needs some money. And if he can get back to Philadelphia and New York City is what they normally is, his father is white. Joe's father is loaded and help back with interest. Well, of course, to think about it. If his father was really loaded, Joe, he wouldn't be there begging for money.
0: Exactly. He wouldn't be there
1: asking you for anything, right? And the fact that he's in your, your neighborhood, we see this all the time, it's, just, it's its a farce. It's a total joke. You know, what alarms me, and what some people do not do, right? Sometimes you need a permit, you need a license to beg for money. What the problem is, Joe, is most people just don't answer the door. I get that, and that's why, When they, why, Joe, they don't call the police. You'd be amazed. We had several cases this week where people were approached, were able to run down what I call the peddler, the the beggar, whatever you want to say. Joe, what did those people have? It opened warrants, my friend. Mm -hmm. They never would have been caught. You know, if if you choose to engage them, you need to call the the police about it. I recommend your listeners just don't open the door you don't know what the guy or the the lady has and they've had both Joe to pull a knife pull a gun in 2 seconds Jesus. and they're inside your place and you're at a bad spot yeah,
0: yeah no we've had stories like this be like this before Steve and and I always say I'm from the city of Detroit knock on my door I'm not answering I'm not answering even though <laughs> even though we're in Ketchikan and, and and you know it's a small town and everyone knows Everyone, if I don't know you, I'm not. I'm not answering. I'm not picking up. I'm not picking up the uh, phone. I'm not answering the the door. I don't know. I don't care what's going on. Uh, I used to work for a hotel here in town, and there was this uh, guy. He tried to come into the hotel one night after hours, and not, now mind you, I was the uh, night desk guy, and he's making up this uh, cocky manny story about how a bear is chasing him. Now mind you, I'm very afraid of bears, Steve, and there are many bears here, but I just didn't believe him. I didn't believe him. I didn't think he was telling the uh, truth. So, so I said, "You know what? I don't I can't I can't help you, sir. I don't know what you're planning on doing." He gave me a bad vibe. Uh, l- listen to those vibes, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to, listen to, to, to those vibes. Uh, so uh, for those just tuning in, we are on the line with Steve Carmen. Steve Carmen is a private investigator based out of Indianapolis. He calls in every Friday and he gives us three stories from his 30-plus year career in private investigating. And he ends with a safety tip. We've gotten three stories so far. Steve, what is that safety tip? Joe,
1: the safety tip is there are some people like myself that are able to get almost every piece of personal information about your listeners. Their date of birth, their social, social security number, and every other thing. Along with those tools, we're able to get who your parents are, your parents' address, and your parents' phone number. This is their story number one, where they worked the lady into believing that was her mom. They also told her that they knew the address, the phone number, the date of birth, and the full DL Joe, She bought that because that criminal had used a database they shouldn't have used for a reason so even if you hear that information even if you hear that muffled cry that screaming Joe if you're not actually on the line with them I would caution you that it's most probably a fake and that's exactly how they do it
0: so that's a safety tip for this week ladies and gentlemen do your due diligence and investigate further the, the police will, will never call you and ask for bail money over the phone <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> Alright, so Steve, we have a few things going on over this weekend. Uh, The first City players, they're putting on their production of Pippin. It's going to be amazing. They're aerialists, they're fantastic singers, dancers, the whole shebang. I've got my tickets for this Saturday. I hope you go and grab yours. Now, mind you, if you would like to see Pippin this weekend, make sure you get your tickets well in advance. There are no tickets available at the door per COVID regulations, so you will have to buy those tickets two hours before the show, and I believe the show's at 7.30. So just plan to have your tickets by 5 p.m. at least if you plan to see those shows. That's tonight. That's Saturday night and it's also next week. We've got the um, the Fish House. Uh, myself and the phenomenal Diane Slago will be doing some very low-key jazz standard dinner music at the Fish House every Friday in November. So we start that up tonight. I'm very excited. I'm going to go home and put on my blazer and my, and my nice shoes for uh, that one. And then we have Open Mic going on this Sunday at the Creek Street Cabaret. That's myself and the phenomenal Kellen McCormick. He is back from his honeymoon in the uh, in the southern regions of the uh, of the of the country. And that is going to be a phenomenal time. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a little bit of wind and rain coming tonight. It's kind of clear and kind of nice outside. Well, not really clear. It's pretty cloudy, but it's pretty mild right now. But the rain and the wind are coming according to Weather Underground. So prepare for that tonight. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the First City Forum brought to you by Providence Properties and Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. I'm your host, the one and only Joe Williams. Thank you, Steve, for calling in. And you guys have a good night. Bye-bye.